What's up, G? John Boy. <laughs> we good? John Boy. <laughs> what up, man? What's wrong with you, man? Goofy. <laughs> Got a Spanish chica and her name is Tamika. Straight from Puerto Rico, pussy tastes like Tampico. She tastes so thicker down and beat her. She wake up, make fajitas. Sexy mama cedar, pussy with margarita. Hello, my name is LeJethro Jenkins. And I am uh, Dragonfly Jones. And this is the Jenkins and Jones Show. If you like the music, you can find it in the description. Please leave us uh, five stars on iTunes. Drop a comment in the comment section, okay? And if you don't fuck with us, just don't fuck with us. Yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of here, bud. Yeah, sorry, I was watching the, um, I was watching the interview. The Tyler interview. Oh, the Tyler shit. Yeah, I hadn't actually watched the shit, so I was trying to trying to catch know, up. Not be a nigga and do my homework. <laughs> trying to not be a nigga and do my homework. We just <laughs> we just hit you with the shit like twenty minutes ago, so you know. It's I'm, not I mean, your I, fault. I, feel like, yeah, I feel like if you caught the first twenty minutes of it, like that's the meter because then it kind of goes into the specifics of the Actually, I, I I was almost done. I, I I've been listening to it for almost an hour now, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I I think I had probably like ten or twelve minutes left. Oh, cool. Oh, shit. Oof. I guess we yeah. jump and start, start off with that motherfucker. It was a little... Y'all hit... Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I just put the Beats mic on so it'd be easier. No, um, I was going to say, y'all hit me an hour ago, so it's all good. Okay, okay. And, yeah. And I wasted time, too. I wasn't going to watch the whole thing of it, but I didn't realize that he was talking about um the music, so it was nice. It was good. How is it... I wasn't like- just... How is it being somebody that uh you know that knows type watching that shit? Well, it's kind of weird. I was just thinking about that. Like, I don't really, you know, you know someone as well as you can know them when you work with them. You know what I mean? Like, me and that nigga don't play golf together, but um, <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy. I feel like um, it affirms more of what I thought about Tyler as a fan than it does about anything that. Like, as a person, yeah, he's a nigga that likes music. He's a nigga that is pretty much chills by himself. He's very focused. He takes a long... All that stuff is true. But, like, as a fan, the way he's talking about the way he makes music and the kind of stuff that he likes when he's like, I only like chords and melodies. I was like, I know. That's literally why I love you. (laughs) Right, right. So it's kind of crazy to hear an artist that you love tell you that he makes... The way that he makes music and the things that he focuses on are all the things that you love. Cause I feel like so often it's just by accident. Like you'd be like, Oh, I love Jay cause of this. And Jay's like, I make music cause of this. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I, I dug but the with Tyler, Go ahead. You said what? I was table with Tyler. Like he's like, yo, I put the, um, I was talking about how lonely I was and I, and I, you know, I wanted to do pianos and I didn't want to rap and I wanted to sing. And I'm like, yeah, I love when you do pianos. I love when you make chords. I love when you rap. I love when you sing. <laughs> I thought it was cool that he he got turned down by so many people. Like he fucks. You, I mean, dude, I've seen like footage of him riding through L.A. on bikes with Schoolboy, and Schoolboy like just yeah. didn't fuck with the song. Like he got turned down by so many people. In and in, in a moment when he was super aware, like he said shit like, "I thought if this album was trash, I was done." You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he still yeah. made the best album I think he's ever made. And one of my favorite albums of the year. I mean, that was inspirational as a motherfucker, man. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's kind of crazy because watching the interview makes me want him to win the Grammy because I'm like, this is artistry. This is the kind yeah. of shit that y'all swore that he doesn't do. Y'all never give writers the benefit of the doubt. That's why I get so mad now when when rappers be like, I'm more than a rapper, I'm an artist. I'm like, no, nigga, you a rapper. Make yeah, niggas yeah. respect rappers. Right, right, Make right, niggas right. respect you as a musician. Like, fuck all that. You got to come to them shit. Like, he's a rapper. He approached this album like a rapper, and he didn't even rap that much on it. Like, that's that's the glory of the way black music works. Like, we can change it however we want. And I get so tired. And it's true. Like, it's crazy that he said that because I remember being on that tour when he was touring Cherry Bomb. And I didn't really like Cherry Bomb that much. I, I wasn't my a favorite, huge fan of it myself. I mean, I, I liked, I listened because it was favorite, Tyler, but I wasn't a big fan. Go ahead. Yeah, always. And I always, and like, I remember liking the show. The show got me into the, to the music a little more. But I remember like, I always say, like, my favorite Tyler project before this was his very first project, Bastard. I think Bastard is fucking amazing. And so, incredible, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I, I remember, one thing I do remember is on tour, I remember I one night he came off stage and I said to him, like, oh, yo, the show is great. Your energy is great. Because I really do love watching him on stage. Mm-hmm. And he was like, really? I feel like people just say that shit to me. <laughs> That's what he said to me. He was like, really? I feel like people just say that shit so they don't hurt my feelings. And I was like... <laughs> I mean, nigga, you know me. I, I don't really like. We ain't cousins, my nigga. Like, like I, I ain't I really go. got no reason to make you. Feel so yeah. also, like, I'm not even working for you on this tour. So, like, really, like. <laughs> but I remember him saying that because in that moment, as a fan and as someone who works in music, I was like, oh, this person takes themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, they present. They may have like this personality. I think people see. That's something I think is not just Tyler. I think is for anyone. Like. A lot of people who are super talented or even super intense about what they do are very chill, Mm -hmm. like are very calm because you know who you are. Like something that he said, he said, I knew who I was since I was 12. That was insane to me. That was insane. I'm 31. I'm 31, about to be 32. And the one thing I remember, I literally just said this to myself. I was on a walk like three hours ago. And I literally said to myself, I was saying this to my, uh, my roommate too. I was like... I, everything I said I was going to be when I was 13, everything I said about my life that I wanted is happening. Mm-hmm. And the only people that remembered that were my friends who would say to me, like, this is exactly what you told us you would do. Mm-hmm. And I had been thinking for a long time about, like, you don't really know yourself. One doesn't really know oneself. And, like, literally a few hours ago, I was walking around and I was like, my nigga, I've been known who I was. I just didn't believe in what I knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Like, a lot of us, a lot of people, and not everyone, and of course, who you are changes, but I think a lot of people, you do know who you are because you have a sense of what matters to you. It's not about knowing who I am, like my personality, or literally like whether I'm going to like- particular job you want to be in and all that shit. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know the things that move you, and you know the things that vibrate within you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And the so, shit I like when I was a kid is the same shit I like now. I still like to draw all that shit. All that shit, yeah. Same. Is is develops is different. Like yeah. I, it's so crazy. Right? I'm a I'm a producer. I'm you know I do event production and I used to I was thinking about it the other day, and I used to go to my godmother's house after school and it would be like me, my cousins, my god siblings. Like it would be like at least ten or twelve of us just chilling in the script waiting for our parents to pick us up. And I just remember we used to play a game called we used to read the Babysitters Club books and we used to play them. a game that I organized where we would throw parties. And we would plan, we would get together and plan on a piece of loose leaf paper 
who we were going to invite, what kind of music we wanted it to be. Like, play, we would act out the party. Then we would talk about, like, okay, if we have it weekly, if we do it weekly, who are we going to invite this yeah. week? Like, we made whole narratives. But that's out what of you it. do now. Like, that's what I do for a living. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's literally what I do for a fucking living now. And it's so crazy because you, I think, I think so, especially. especially with us black kids Hmm. black kids are so culturally sound fam (laughs) like the kind of things that we knew as kids the kind of music the kind of thing like as an immigrant kid i didn't know that much about soul music when i was a kid and i remember getting roasted in like fifth or sixth grade for not knowing like Mm -hmm. american black soul music by kids Mm -hmm. who are my age yeah yeah who would be like what do you mean you don't know who teddy pendergrass is what do you mean you don't know this luther vandrill song and that's, and it's funny now because now everyone's into like reggae and black music, world music, and I'm like, what do you mean you guys don't know? Who <laughs> else is? What do you mean? And it's funny because, but I think about that. I'm like, damn, like I was getting roasted on culture knowledge when I was a kid. I think that's just because you know kids roast anything that's different. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Tyler, what do you think about it, man? What what'd you get from the the interview? Um, it's. You know, I've I've just really, really enjoyed the the, the, the journey of, of Tyler as an artist and a person. Like, you know, he he came out, he was a kid. What mm-hmm. what, what what like a nineteen year old kid in two thousand eleven yeah. when Goblin dropped? We, we saw yeah. him like when he first popped, we saw him at South yeah. by he like South a baby. Right. You know what I mean? All right, right. We we saw him at South by at, 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 on one of those motherfucking one PM nobody. You know, um, time slots and shit at Fader for it. And he killed that shit. He ate that motherfucking it. time slot. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but you know, I've I've just really, like I said, I've just really enjoyed, you know, because uh, you know he came out and his music was so angry, it was so angsty, you know, so so full of angst. Mm-hmm. It was high You know, you you ex- you expect you expect that from a nineteen year old, mm-hmm. you know. I think I think the moment for me when I was like, this kid might be onto something was when I first heard "Answer on Wolf." Mm-hmm. If, if y'all are familiar with the mm-hmm. track, the, the track, yeah, yes, where, mm-hmm. where he's talking to his um his his absentee father, mm-hmm. and 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 it's yeah. like the melody is so so beautiful, mm-hmm. but the shit he's saying is so harsh and mm-hmm. so melancholy mm-hmm. and it's so heavy and it's like you know he's he's kind of that's kind of been his calling card, like 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 putting the heavy subject matter over beautiful melodies, and and that's kind of like Tyler's. Mm-hmm. Right that's now. what did on boredom yeah 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 i mean i mean like the thing i the thing that made this album even so much more like that resonated with me so much more and like made me so crazy was like so i i think so often in rap like and i i have to say as a woman who loves rap music i think about this all the time i think so often in rap when when young men make music and some, especially someone like Tyler, who's super young at 18 mm-hmm. and was super aggressive and like skate, you know, everything about him was so manly. He was talking about rape and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I think for a lot of people, they immediately identify that narrative with black boys. You know what I mean? So to everyone, Tyler's evolution is like the evolution of a black American boy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, nah, this is the illusion, almost even more strongly the, the evolution of a black woman. Like, and not to say he's, I'm saying like, my experience is so tied in the idea of being bored, the idea of being lonely and mm-hmm. being out loud about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he's talking, I, cause I used to play piano as a kid. And like the fact that he talks about, he's just sitting there playing melodies, playing chords. That was like my favorite thing to do. And I always think about like, if I hadn't, if I had been a boy and I had had more time in my life, I probably would have made music because I would have been able to be like, I would have been allowed to collaborate more and to explore the world around me more. 
I was like not allowed outside as a girl, but mm-hmm. and like not really, you know, I was I was taught to play classically and not really allowed to freestyle with jazz, which is like my favorite thing to do. I didn't discover that till I was because that's 18. not what girls do. So, you know, what I mean? it's just not what girls do. Nobody, yeah. my father didn't. You know, nobody bought me the piano to teach me how to play jazz. They wanted me to play the Moonlight Sonata and shit. So mm-hmm. it's so crazy to me as I watch him go from being uh, the 18-year-old super angsty. The thing I love about Bastard is, like, so many other songs on Bastard, he talks to his absentee father, and he talks about, like, missing that piece. And I'm like, that's how I felt when I was 18. My mm-hmm. dad had, like, disappeared, and I was so upset because I felt like that was such an integral part of me being a woman, like, not to, to have a, a, a male in figure that would like teach me how to like spot the scam from other niggas and like Mm -hmm. the idea of coming from being really angry at the world as a black woman when you're young and you turn 18 you get you're just like in you're just like sometimes you're just like taken over by rage at the way that the world sees you Mm -hmm. and then to come out of that and to really like evolve and grow and see the world as like a place where you can be vulnerable and you can be you know it's like I don't know to me it's like such a it's not even really gendered, but it's just to say that I, it's so funny to me because Odd Future and Tyler were always seen as like boys, boys being boys, you know what I mean? And I'm like, there's something so, I don't know how to explain it. There's something really divine and feminine about the way that he's exploring himself now. And I think it's really, um, it really speaks to me because I'm like, damn, I'm I'm feeling this way about me too. Like In the, in the title, even even in the title, like flower, flower boy, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like he's embracing, like it's he's embracing his, emo- yeah, he's embracing mm-hmm. his emotions as well in this too, which is like he said in the last one, he didn't want it to be personal, you know what I mean? But this, he said, like you know, he was talking about how he's feeling. But one thing I took about the interview too was like Jared Carmichael, like that dude is fucking brilliant, and I feel like he's not an interviewer, and Tyler didn't want an interview. He wanted somebody that's going to geek out about the music just like he is. You know what I mean? And I think that added a lot to it, too. Like his, 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 you know, his, you know, his personality or him just like really, really liking Tyler's music and not just being some like, you know, random interviewer that's just good at doing interviews. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I mean, that's how I I think all that's how I approach interviews as a writer. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm always trying to really express I'm trying to really express when I get to when I get to interview people I'm always like I just want to talk to you like Mm -hmm. just talk to me for 40 minutes and I'll figure it out you know what I Mm -hmm. mean like I'll guide you and I'll lead you but like let's just talk let's just talk about stuff and I think the crazy thing about Gerard Carmichael is two things first of all they the two of them have the most distinct voices of all time (laughs) <laughs> like you, if you were in a complete, you know what I'm saying? If you was in, if you were in the bathroom and I was playing that, out and you opened the door before, you wouldn't even need to ask me. You'd be like, "Who's that, Gerard and Tyler?" Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, their yeah, yeah. voices are so, like, they're very different, but they're so distinct. Mm-hmm. And then they also look alike, and the way it was shot, yeah, and is. how they keep going. The way it was shot faces. was so insane. The art direction of it was it's really brilliant. gorgeous. It was like a film, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it reminded me of the um um the perfect video that he did with the split screen. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I feel like like he even approached like he he approaches everything like fuck rules because the shit he did it wasn't like it was he broke most rules you would want to keep like people would think to have when shooting shit like cutting people's faces in mm-hmm. half yep. and shit like that the movement right. choppiness. <laughs> 
Yeah, like focus on him playing with his fingernails while right, Gerard's talking right, and right, shit. Right, 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 right. Shit like that. But at the same time, like Tyler, everything Tyler does is his. I think the way he fucking brushes his teeth, how he walks down the fucking, how he walks, period. You know, like it's his. And, and with this interview, like the way it was our directed, it was his. And I think that's tight because like, you know, he's like, fuck rules. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I'm going to show you how it can be beautiful outside of this box that well, you want to push it in, you know? Here's the thing. I think I think artists like Tyler, Solange, like all these people that are, um, even Uzi. Like you have to really think about it nowadays. Um, blackness, being black, like there's nothing that we do that that is not accessible. To, I mean, we like today on IG uh, last night there was a some Russian designer, couture designer who sent her friend. They're both at Paris Fashion Week, and she sent her friend a. Um, Flowers, her other white Russian friend, flowers, and the card said to my niggas in Paris. And the friend posted the card on her IG story, and a bunch of people in fashion saw it, and everyone was like, "Why are you two white women saying nigga and sending each other's flowers that say niggas on it?" Yeah, yeah. And the woman did an, a weak ass apology, but in the apology, what I thought was so funny is she said, um, "We use the word because sometimes we just want to sound cool like the guys who say it." I mean, Let's, I, literally, I'll read it right now. She literally said, Leah, I can read it out loud. And yes, we call each other the N-word sometimes when we want to believe that we are just as cool as those guys who sing it. And what I was saying was, I was like, damn, because blackness is now the popular culture, everything about it is accessible to niggas. Like, every, nothing about it seems like, I can't have that. They do that. I want to do that, too, because being, being black is the cool. So how it's do you stand out? It's been like that since I've been alive, probably, though. That? Yeah, of course. It's, I mean, we know the truth. It's always been that. Yeah. But how do you stand out in that world? And I always tell people, I'm, I, I say it to artists, but I also say it to people like, like you know, regular niggas. Do it yourself. Yeah. You have to do everything yourself. You have to give everything your spin. Even if it looks kind of like some other niggas, it has to look like your shit. And the only way that you can do that is to follow your own rules and to make sure the shit looks good to you. Yeah. And I think... Watching black artists do that now, someone like Tyler, someone like you know, all this taste is unique. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Tyler, Tyler is such a unique, a unique case to me because he's he's firmly someone who who you know says fuck whatever box you try to put me in, mm -hmm. and and in the, at, mm -hmm. at the same breath, you know, he will he will you know ad admit that you know he's still kind of searching for where he belongs, and that's just so fucking human, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But that shit was but, incredible. Go ahead. You said what? Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, uh, thank you guys for, you know, basically forcing me to watch it. I wasn't not gonna watch it. <laughs> I intended to. Yeah, but yeah. The other thing is that I found out that Gerard Carmichael is actually very religious. Really? Which makes a lot of sense if you think about the show. Mm -hmm. If you think about the show, I always my only problem with the Gerard Carmichael show. I loved it and I thought it was brilliant, but the thing that always I always took away from it every episode is I'm like, if he's so smart, why is he letting? Because you know how it's I feel like every episode has always got to hear both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Like either him and his girlfriend are on opposite sides of the argument, or his girlfriend and him and their parents are on opposite sides of the argument. But there's always some sort of like, some you know, half of the episode is always about like how half of them are are for the one thing and half of them are on the other side of the topic, mm -hmm. and he would always the other side that he would always present i would always be like this is some jesus shit like why would he like you know what i mean like i'm like this, this is, is such jesus a, 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 
Yeah, like why are you pushing this Jesus of shit? Of all the other sides to present, <laughs> of all the other sides to present, this sound like your uncle that like your pastor uncle. Like why are you presenting this side? And then somebody was like, yo, he's actually very religious. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Religion to me, man. I mean, he's he's from North Carolina, bro. Yeah. All they do, right? I mean, all of it. And go to church, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> all I do is play basketball <laughs> right man. hey speaking about that you saw where zion's going right mike me guy yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm still not to the point where i'm scared of coach k getting one and done studs but hey we'll see i'm not scared as i mean honestly though like we've only seen dunks from zion i haven't yeah, seen I'm, much of his game outside of, of that Bel-Air, right i guess a bunch of bel-air prep private school kids so we'll right see, right man. so i mean we'll see i mean I mean, I mean because we went, we went crazy right i mean we went crazy over over seventh woods when he was fucking them private school kids up in South Cac and he ain't shit on Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I mean I I, I it, it's it's So it people was, are mad about him going to Duke? I Is mean, that dude, what's happening? Yeah, Sorry, I mean, I've been off Twitter, yeah. so I've been I'm behind on everything. Yeah, y'all <laughs> niggers were niggering too much. <laughs> so she had to get the fuck up off of there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I yeah, I I mean it's it's just it's just a he's Zion Williamson might be the biggest high schooler that we've known since Bron. Bron, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, he's dude, he's he's a he has probably like I mean, dude. He has he has a following, and he since like maybe his end of his sophomore year in high school. So he just decided oh, wow. to go to Duke, and you know, Duke is like the fucking Duke is like the Patriots. You know, what I mean, it's like who? who yeah, who, of course. It's like yeah, it's I like, know that. It's like you know, uh, Coach K to like basketball players. They think he's like you know Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Like uh, dog, so, the most the most racist, uh, the most racist white kid at my high school, like the one that I actually had to threaten with personal violence. Yeah. Um, he, uh, his dream school was Duke from day <laughs> one. Dude, I mean, like, and I, remember I, my high school was seven through 12. Yeah. So I, I, he was I, like, Duke is where I want to go. And I was like, mm-hmm, I know everything I need to know about that school. <laughs> Dude, I, I was, a, I was a big Duke fan. I mean, back when motherfuckers were wearing starter jackets, I had a Duke starter jacket. I'm the only motherfucker on earth I know that had a Duke starter jacket. Like I've been liking him since... 92, you know, before I even, like, even gave a fuck about basketball. I just was like, who the fuck is this white boy, Bobby Ori, hitting these three balls? You know what I mean? Like, he, he was chopping, you know what I mean? He was a little guy, and it just was interesting to me. But, but yeah, I mean, as I get older, like, I, I do, I, I understand, like, why people hate them. I never trip off anybody hate Duke. I get it. I've heard the stories, like, you know, Tyler hit me to a lot of shit, like, their history, and fuck that. I promise I wouldn't root for them white boys if I just, you know, like, I just been rooting for him for twenty mm-hmm. years. I'm just, I'm just stuck in it yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, listen, rooting for any sport is problematic within itself. So, like, you don't need to split hairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like, like rooting for the NCAA is problematic in itself. You know what I mean? Like, for what, sure. what can you root for? That's not problematic. So you it ain't no need to split hairs for once sure, you do that. For sure, but but it, it, I thought it was interesting he chose Duke. But hey, let's jump into this Monique thing, man. Let's let's. <laughs> I can have ice. I can have the best night of my life. I can own the cars, clothes, chains, but what you do to me is everything. Girl, I can own a billion dollar company. Or oh, get faded with these drugs on me. But it don't matter. Thinking about you, you think about me. 
I got 40 bitches trying to hide and I don't Okay, okay, you saw that, you know, okay, we, 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 the facts are that Netflix has been throwing a shit ton of money at everybody, right? So they threw, mm-hmm. they threw, uh, 40 million at Chris Rock. They threw 60 at, at, uh, at, uh, was it, uh, Dave Chappelle. They threw 11 at, uh, Amy Schumer. I think they even threw 40 at, um, Chris Tucker. You know what I mean? Um, so they've been throwing 40 money at Chris Tucker. I think, I think, I think they do. I think I, I might've misread it. So don't, don't quote me on this, but, <laughs> but don't quote me yeah, on this. Check Stop. The, yeah. Hit Stop. Google up, but I think they threw 40 at him. So, so she was, she was Stop. trying to get they us one joke money. from the Chris Tucker thing. Nigga, man, I, I didn't, I didn't even watch. I didn't run to watch that shit. I mean, I, I, 
Nobody remembers a joke. Okay, yes, nobody remembers a joke. Okay, but that okay. So anyway, the only joke I remember is because it was so terrible. And he said he went through the McDonald's drive-through and said, "Same time, man. Same time. I don't know you, man." When he gave him the money, and I turned that shit off right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a nigga that's gonna watch every fucking comedy shit just because like what you've done in the past, like. Chris Tucker was funny. I don't. There's a guarantee he is funny. Years. Yes, yes, yes. And so Chappelle is one of the few people like Chris Rock too. I, I, I was. I, to be honest, I, I got into Chris Rock stand up before I was into stand up. You know what I mean? Like I watched Comedy Central every so yes. often or whatever. But like Chris Rock was the first dude. Who was like, damn, I'm gonna go find who has Showtime or HBO so I can watch this shit. Whatever network it was on. You know what I mean? So like, I mean, right. so like, yeah. I, I mean. Chris, I'll go check Chris Rock out, but like, I don't give a fuck about Amy Schumer. I don't think Amy Schumer is funny. I think Monique is ten times funnier than Amy Schumer, but Amy Schumer has a shit ton of like a, a crazy following. Like, I think they said that she packed out MSG twice. Sounds right. Yeah, I mean, she packed out MSG twice. You know, that's that's crazy. <laughs> and then she had a movie that dropped that same that same year. So I mean, I understand where they're gonna throw eleven million. And this is this is my this is my my issue. This is my, this is my thing right here. If you look at it from a business standpoint, they threw 140 million at people that that at, at the crowd because they're trying to like they're trying to make it where if you want to go see stand up, you go to Netflix. You know what I mean? So they threw 140 mm-hmm. million at the demographic that they at, at, a, at a demographic that captures Monique. Like you know what I mean? It, there's there's out of the people that we've named, is Monique going to bring in any new viewers from that? Any viewership, probably not. So, okay, if you're not going to bring in new viewers, we need star power. Because, I mean, shit, with that $140 million, they might have got Kevin Hart's, you know, people that fuck with Kevin Hart too, right? But they're going to pay Kevin Hart because people are going to run to see Kevin Hart, even though I don't think he's all that funny. You know what I mean? As far as in his stand-up, there's a bunch of people that will fight me over that. So he has a shit ton of star power, and they'll run to see, and they'll run to watch him. You know what I mean? Monique doesn't have the star power, and she's not going to bring in anybody new. So honestly, I think I'm not saying she doesn't deserve more than 500k. From a business standpoint, I understand why they offered her 500k, but I feel like the best thing for Monique to do, because she's not going to stop anybody from watching Netflix. To me, that show says like, dude, she has a little, she thinks a little bit higher than of herself than most. I mean, my mom could be like, that could happen to my mom, and I'd be like, mom, let's let's think about this. We're gonna. You know, we're going to, yeah, I don't know if I'm leaving Netflix, my nigga. Like, this this is my best friend on the weekend. You know what I mean? Like, for real. I, I watch a shit ton of Netflix. So, yeah, I mean, I, I from a business standpoint, I get why they did that. I think she deserves more. But I think the best thing for her to do would be to take the 500K, use it as a boost, get and get back into the game, and then say, fuck, you want to know how much Netflix offer me? Fuck these niggas. You know what I mean? After... She already used them. But now it's like, you know, Netflix ain't fucking with her now. That 500 k off the table for sure. You know what I mean? What do y'all yeah. think, though? I mean, but, you know, everything kind of... I, I, I was with you on that, but everything kind of went out the window when Wanda Sykes came out and said they offered her 250000 Wanda fucking Sykes, bro. Really? Yeah. Wanda fucking Sykes. And they offered her 250000 Y'all ready for me? Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, here we go. I mean, it, it, yeah, if you, that's interesting. Go ahead. I have two questions. Why does someone have to be a successful part of a corrupt system in order to have the agency to change that system for the better? And why would a system be set up that way? 
who benefits from that? Explain, explain so, that, explain that, explain that. Explain so that. why do you, if, if I'm saying to you Hollywood is corrupt as a woman mm-hmm. and they pay women less, why yeah. do I then have to match a man for you to then be able, willing to listen to me about changing the system? Mm-hmm. So everyone's first reaction when Monique was like, boycott Netflix was, well, you don't do enough to deserve as much money as Chappelle. Mm-hmm. But she was telling you, that the system is rigged so that women will never get as much money as Chappelle, even if they did do the numbers of Chappelle. And she so was why does Monique, too, said. Correct. Yeah. So why does Monique, as one human, have to take on the burden of being t- successful first before then she c- gets to be listened to? That's what I'm saying. That's the problem with the whole shit. Okay. Everybody wants to change, but they like, yo, before I change, you got to prove to me that you can survive the corrupt system. But if the system is already corrupt... Why would I expect you to be successful in it? If I know that a system is not made to support black women, definitely not a big black woman, definitely not a big black woman with a Baltimore accent who makes the kind of jokes that she does. If she was Lisa Lampanelli, she'd be fucking Lisa Lampanelli. (laughs) She makes the same jokes that literally 70 other fat, ugly white women have made tons of careers in a funnier way. She's literally doing what Monique used to do. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Mm -hmm. Being the ugly fat girl who drinks too much, who talks funny. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Monique was on the Parkers. That's what, that's her whole lane. So she's telling you the system is corrupt. As a black woman, they never going to give me what I deserve. And everyone is like, well, until you show me the numbers, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. Yes, my nigga, she's never going to do the numbers. The system is corrupt. So, so you're saying it's rigged. It's, it's just. It's rigged. Yeah, yeah, you cannot yeah. expect a person who's, that's like saying to black people, I'll listen. This is the same thing they say to black people, right? Mm-hmm. We say, yo, the system is rigged. The nigga can't get, you know, as a nigga, I can't get no breaks. And they say, well, go to college, get a straight job, wear a suit. And then we'll give be you the breaks. president and then tell me yeah. that I can give you. And it's that like, I can't how get there works. because I the system it. doesn't allow me to. Yeah, so, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That system, that's how a, a supremacist capitalist system works. It makes sure that. For anybody to even listen to you, you got to get into the corruption. So once you're already in it, you're already disadvantaged. So then you're being judged by the standards of a corrupt system. So no, I'm not going to sit around and consider how much money Monique would have made or even consider the business standpoint. Mm -hmm. If you have enough budget to give comedians millions of dollars, you should maintain that standard for all comedians or don't ask niggas that aren't worth it. That's how I see it. No, I think she came to them. I don't think they came to and her. Either, and either way, either yeah. way, I want to know how much they paid all the other comedians. Because everybody's like always talking about the biggest. The Lucas Brothers and all them shit. How much did they get? Yeah, Ali yeah. Wong. How much did Ali Wong get? How much did all these other niggas that, like, every other week some white non-black person has a show on Netflix. How much do the celebrity, non-celebrity but great comedians get? And how does her pay scale up to that? Because Monique had won an Oscar. And Monique did Queens of Comedy, which is a movie that literally was in theaters. Mm-hmm. That she did herself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So to me, whatever you would pay any of the niggas in Kings of Comedy, why are you looking at the women that did that like lesser than? And you don't even know what you don't even know what audience Monique would bring because you don't have I don't I don't watch any black women do Netflix stand up. So I wouldn't even know. I know personally that there are a lot of women that love watching black women be funny and yep. only think that they're funny. So how would we even know what kind of audience Monique would bring when you've never even had anyone like Monique do something to with, even know? With that said, you know what I'm saying? a bunch, 
Every black woman other than you that I've talked to about it has said, I've never ran to see anything Monique is in. Which is crazy to me because Monique is hilarious. And I don't know why. I don't know how. It's funny to me how when someone gets blackballed in Hollywood, it really trickles down to the regular niggas. Because I remember all of us watching the Parkers religiously. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was I, I fuck like, with the Parkers on the talk. I love the Parkers. From. I love the Parkers. Yeah. But I'm just I'm saying, like, like I, I think all of our mamas love the Parkers. Outside bro. of the, yeah. out, but outside of the Parkers, outside of the Parkers, outside of the Parkers. I watch Queens of Comedy all the time. I went to watch that with that almost Christmas movie because she was in it, and I thought mm-hmm. that she's very. I think Monique is funny. Yeah, I think she's funny too. I, I think she's really way funny. I think she's way funnier than Schumer. She's definitely funnier than 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 Chris Tucker. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like, there's not, a, there's no question. Uh, there's no question. I might be the wrong, but no, I, 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 dude, I get what you're saying. I right. get what you're saying. It's fucked up from the standpoint in which you're saying yes. But because I then do, look what that. happened, and you find out that Wanda Sykes made two fifty k. That's a because bullshit. Because it's corrupt. It has nothing to do. Because then your argument for Monique doesn't work for Wanda Sykes, no, now, does no, it? No, Wanda no, Sykes no. is well accomplished. Yeah, Wanda Sykes is a household name. Oh, so yeah, you no see question. what I'm saying? Once no you question. see that, that tells you that it doesn't. It's not the standard that matters. It's the corruption. You know what I mean? The standard can be applied to any story and flipped for anybody, but the standard obviously doesn't matter. It's about not having a certain type of person not seeing value not not even like racistly like oh we don't want black women it's about not seeing the value mm-hmm. in diverse narratives you can see the value in an ali wong i don't know if y'all yo if you haven't watched it watch ali wong's netflix special i, H- I, I never laughed at an abortion joke as hard as i did yeah, yeah i watched it my lady has told you got to watch it yeah it's good it's and i like, yo you can invest you can invest in that but you don't see the you don't see money in a black woman. You know what I'm saying? You can see Chelsea Peretti. All these, all these white women that I've never heard of in my fucking life have Netflix specials. And they get commercials. And they get, you know, Netflix pushes it. And everyone's talking about it. And it's covered. But I'm supposed to believe that Monique is not worthy of a decent salary. You know what I mean? And people do this to freelance writers. I was, I was explaining, like... You could you could turn this like I think often we keep to the context of it's always good to keep to the context of what story is in. But when we're talking about systematic oppression and we're talking about like the way that women are paid less and the way that black people are paid less and black women are paid even less than everybody else. I think you have to you can you can take this as an example and look at it in all aspects of life as a freelance writer. People know me. And they know my voice and they know other people's voices. But when a magazine offers you a rate to write something, mm-hmm. they lowball you. And if you take that lowball, the next time they hit you, they lowball you again. And then when you try to come up out that lowball, they're asking you like, they tell you like, oh, the budget is whatever, whatever. But then you find out that some other motherfucker who has like more followers than you, who doesn't write as well as you, is going to get. to do a story because their name comes attached with more clicks. But at the end of the day, I'm the nigga that keeps your magazine alive because I'm the nigga that writes for you all the time. This nigga is some random motherfucker. Mm -hmm. So I deserve to be paid commensurately as that person is. You know what I'm saying? You you need me to come back more than you need that nigga to come back. Mm Chappelle don't need Netflix. That nigga never gonna do another he thing didn't again. They need Netflix. They use that. Yeah. I mean, they, they, but I mean, I just ran off with that. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I wouldn't say so, everybody deserves the same amount. I'm not gonna say that. 
I do think she's worth more than 500 k I do think she is. I, I know Wanda Sykes is worth more than 250 k It's not a question. That that So, yes, that number was disrespectful. I don't know the number she was shooting for. I don't know if 11 mil is what she should have gotten. I don't know if that's the, 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 the number. I don't, I don't think it – I mean, as far as funny, I think she's funnier. I don't think her following is as big as Amy Schumer's. You know what I mean? I don't think people going to run you – know, and I think – I didn't even watch Amy Schumer's shit. I'm not going to watch it. I don't give a fuck. You know, the shit that I've seen her in, you know, like the, the stand-up shit that mm-hmm. I actually liked was shit she stole from – it was like uh, the little sketch she did was sketches she stole from other people. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 my thing it's, is, it's the a, number is not for me to figure out, but I know 500K that, is, not a, is not, she's worth more yeah, than the number. Yeah, the number specifically is not for me to figure out because I don't work for Netflix. But what I do know is the story of women and especially black women coming out and saying to the public, these niggas disrespected me, should not be met with such derisive dismissiveness like people were like oh it's monique who cares it doesn't matter who it is you don't have to like the person that it is if you if you believe in a cause you shouldn't have to love the person who is fighting for your cause so if you believe that women aren't paid as much as men and you think it's not fucking fair Mm -hmm. you can't then turn around and tell a woman well what's your creds for complaining they just don't work like that you have to either commit to change or commit to not changing but you can't you can't be like, oh, I'm going to wait for the right woman who deserves to be at the head. Or I'm going to wait for the woman who makes me want to boycott. No, nigga, it's never going to come. Like, you either down to change it or you not down. And if you down to change it, then you got to support anybody that says this shit ain't right. Because the number, Netflix? it's not. Yeah. But here's my thing about you stop, stop watching, watching Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> here's my thing about stop watching Netflix. I get Netflix. what you're saying, but you know what I mean? No, here's my thing about stop yeah. Watching Netflix. I don't think it's crazy for you to ask me. It's yeah, yeah. still my choice if I'm going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't think it's crazy for you to ask me, but I'm still going. I like, see what you're saying. A, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I do. I still I, yeah. listen to Kodak Black on yeah, the low, yeah. low, low in my house. <laughs> and Kodak is a horrible human. I mean, that, dude, bro, that's bro, have you heard that Kodak and extentation shit? That that's shit is the song heat. that I listen to. That shit is that's a heater, and they're so fucking terrible. And I hate myself for liking that and, song. Yo, you know what's worse? You know what's shit. worse? The song itself is horrible. Like on the song, they're talking about the women that have like accused them. And I'm yeah. like, Damn. oh, this is garbage. But it's so good. It's, it's so such good. a heater. Why are, why are we? Why are we like that though? But that's why what Bomani said. That, that's 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 that's, that's you said. Go ahead. You said what? Bomani always says this, and I love saying that. I love that he says this because I always agree. Everybody has their own personal code. Mm-hmm. You cannot change that. Everyone has their personal threshold. For you know what I mean. We all still listen to Miles Davis and James Brown, despite knowing, despite knowing that them niggas literally were whipping women with instruments. But everyone is different. Everyone has their personal code. They have their thing. It's up to you because the music moves you. So it's like you can't really help the emotions that music make you feel. So it's up to you whether that person's personal life is going to change that feeling for you. And you can't really lie about it because it's a feeling that you get. It's not something that you consciously think about. So the only problem with everybody is everybody has that personal threshold and you have a right to it. You can listen. If you can separate the artist from the art, that's your personal choice to do so. The problem is everybody wants to be self-righteous about who they don't fuck with. There's a need for that. I mean, because because we all we all, we all talk shit like we all talk right. shit about R. Kelly. You know what I mean? 
And like I can't, I can't listen to R. Kelly. But like this but is a, this is R. Kelly. this is one thing that 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 uh, that Bomani said it was really smart too. And he says he said a, a fucking million really smart things. But this is one of them. He said that um, we can't. The thing is, we can't separate R. Kelly's actions from his music because the shit that R. Kelly yes. sings about exactly. it reminds you of the things that he's mm-hmm. done. So like when I'm listening to R. Kelly, like he called himself the Pied Piper, all this other shit, whatever. You know what I mean? It all connects to the shit that he's done. And I'm like, fuck. I mean, he's talking really nasty about women and shit. And I'm like, fuck. I can't disconnect those actions right. from the music he makes. So like with, with like like the extentation, dude, XXX Tentation, whatever his name is. You know what I mean? Like fuck the shit he's done is. Yeah, you said, what? Yeah, fuck his name. That's fuck the that worst nigga. fucking and fuck that nigga all the time. Ever. And that makes no sense. Easy. You know what I mean? Whatever. But like, uh, but yeah, like the shit he's done. It's horrific. The shit that um, uh, what's your boy's name? The dude with the red hair that fucks with uh, uh Rich the Kid. Six, six famous nine, Dex. Dude. Famous six Dex. Nine, famous Dex. Famous oh yeah, Dex. famous Dex. Yeah. He beat the shit out of his lady. Horrible. Yeah. It's on video. Oh, horrible. I can't listen to Famous Dex. You know what I mean? For whatever reason. But I can listen to Extentation. Ex- like he dropped out. I was at a, a, a all deaf uh, show recently. With like fucking Lil Xan and all the and Lil Skies and all the little little niggas, whatever, and like mm-hmm. and fucking uh, they dropped the song with Extentation on that motherfucker, and I and I I played it like a week straight, <laughs> like I never right. heard it before. But I mean, it was like, damn, I know, like I shouldn't be supporting this motherfucker, but it's it's. But crazy. my thing is, I I'm always conscious of how I support people because yeah. now that we live in technology, you know where your money goes. Yeah. So I remember. I remember when I was in my super shea butter woke like two minute moment. Yeah, yeah. But I was still getting relaxers. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I can't watch World Star Hip Hop. It's too I, much. I still can't nonsense. watch it. I still can't. I don't. So watch I would that. never. I'm I would never as fuck click. About it. I would. Yeah, exactly. I would be bougie about it. I would never click on anything that had World Star in the link. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I was yeah. like, I can control. I mean, I, I'm not going to try to stop you. I can't get people to stop watching Worldstar. I'm not going to try to start a boycott. But I personally will not be giving you clicks. Like Nipsey and like, Hussle? Go ahead. You always said what he said. So to me, that's the thing. Like, I listen to Roll in Peace mm-hmm. in the house and on Spotify where I know that them niggas make point oh 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 two yeah, cents yeah. for every time I play it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't big you up in public. I don't buy tickets to your concerts. Yeah. Like, Muck is not coming from me to you. So I don't. Other than that, I don't really need to overarchingly overthink about like, oh man, I listened to this song and yeah. I'm making Kodak exist in the world. You're, you're getting you're getting the good out of it, but he's not getting much out of it from himself. So fuck that nigga. But like yeah. Nipsey Hussle just dropped. He's I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of who Nipsey Hussle is. So I'm saying that dumbass shit kind of fucked me up. You know what I mean? Uh, about like the the gay agenda the gay type agenda? shit. Yeah, that's just yeah. yeah I that's mean, all you guys. I've been on Twitter, so I don't know if I tweeted. I think I tweeted this before I, I left. I was like, uh, my new... So I went to a house party two weeks ago mm-hmm. with the homies, and uh, we were just standing around the Hennessy talking shit, and I I forgot. I said something, and everybody started laughing. I was like, I am the gay agenda. I will not leave this room until every man is... Emas- every black man is emasculated and touching each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's my new party trick. Like, I'm just going to just start walking around in parties and being like, I am the gay agenda. Ask me any questions that you have. <laughs> like, because it, to me, like, that's how absurd it is. That's like literally thinking there's somebody in a party, like a Jehovah's Witness, being like, we about to kiss in front of you, nigga. And when we're done kissing, 
you too are going to want to kiss a nigga. I, I just, like, how, who do you think you are for motherfuckers <laughs> that care that much about you? We're like, yo, I not, you know, like, I'm not only going to be gay, but I, you have to be gay too. I'm trying, no, nobody gives a fuck about you, man. Like, no, I mean, like, oh, the last thing gay people are thinking about is straight people. Right, dude. I mean, do you see how beautiful gay niggas are out here? Like, thank you know what I'm saying? I, I've been saying this for a long time. Thank God y'all gay niggas is gay. I wouldn't be winning like I'm winning, dog. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I should I should shake every, every, it's all these beautiful gay motherfuckers I be seeing. I should shake all their hands. I appreciate the fuck out of you, man. Like, they, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you off the table because of that. I can I can bring my scraggly ass in here and, and, and date up all the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but, like, that's crazy. But, like, Nipsey said that Nipsey's – the point was I'm a fan of Nipsey Hussle. And he, he mm-hmm. dro- he, and he's dropping his new album. And I'm a fan of who – like, his his business sense and how he just has balls. He does what the fuck he wants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's dropping all his shit on Worldstar. And I'm like, I can't click no Worldstar link. Fuck that. So I've been purposely <laughs> – Finding the titles from his Instagram, going to YouTube, putting him in to listen to the <laughs> shit on YouTube because I don't fuck with Worldstar like that. And so, like, yeah, like, I mean, I just can't get on that site. I can't support that shit. Like, <laughs> niggas always fighting and shit. And the reason I don't really like to watch fight videos too much because when I was younger, when I was in college, I watched the fight. I was watching dumb fight videos one weekend and the next and that, and on one week. And two days later, during the weekend, I almost got jumped. And I was like, I don't need that karma. But, like, it was crazy. Like, you know, nothing really happened. I just pushed a nigga, he fell. And then his homies crawled out of the fucking ground. I'm like, I didn't, like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Massive headline flashed before you. Right, I was like, oh, holy shit. So I'm I'm squaring off, backing up. And, like, even my homegirls were squaring off with these niggas. And nothing really happened. They just, you know, everybody, it, it was nothing. But I was thinking, like, I don't need that karma. And then, like, I just started tripping off Worldstar and all the wild shit. I'm like, man, this is extra, whatever. Anyway, but so I have a f- personal vendetta versus Worldstar after that weekend. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. So, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's just ways you can listen to the shit you want without putting your money into this shit. Did you hear about um, Brian? Congrats, Brian. Did you read? Did you? Did you?
I loved every bit of that shit. Bro. Wait, what were you Bron- saying? Bron, 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 yeah, Bron congratulated, um, seventeen-year-old Bron on breaking the thirty thousand, you know, point um barrier tonight. That hasn't even been done yet. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh wow! Done yet. It's yeah. going to happen tonight, though. Yeah, it, it will happen tonight, but it hasn't happened yet. San Antonio. How many pounty points does he need to get? I think he needs to get like like eighteen or some shit like oh, that. That's a dub. He got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, and he posted that shit to himself about some shit that he hasn't done yet to to seventeen year old him. And I thought that shit was awesome because fuck being humble, bro. Dude, I mean, come on. Like, oh this, 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 wow! Right, Wait, ahead, I just realized that you meant that he literally congratulated, congratulated his seventeen year old seventeen year old self for the picture of a seventeen year old self. Fucking hilarious. The the thing is though, like dog. Okay, I, I, love I, that I, I really feel like this. I really feel like this. There's three. I think there's like three stages in life. When you're young, up into high school, you know what I'm saying. Then when you're like up to forty or fifty, and then after that, it's like the last stage. And we all have to to get to a certain point. Every every you in each stage, you have to do your fucking job. You know what I mean? And so like. If this, if Brian had, if young Brian hadn't done what young Brian did and make the decisions young Brian made, older Brian would not be who Brian is now. You know what I mean? Like I look back at my, like I, I think I remember that time I wrote a letter to myself on the podcast, on the blog, like a letter to my four year old stuff. Like I, I always, my, my, my goal is to do things that not satisfy people around me, but to satisfy who I was as a kid. You know what I mean? I, 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 I have this weird feeling like. I do not want to look back and be like I didn't do shit. That my but that the kid who who had all these big dreams and goals and wanted to be this in life, wanted to do. You know, I, I didn't do any of that. It's a it's a weird fear of mine. You know, to to like die and look back at the young me and he's like looking at me shaking his head like he was a bitch ass adult. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I see why he would do that. But the stunt factor in it is what's beautiful. You know what I mean? Dog, <laughs> the stunt factor, the shade. I mean, I'm dying over, first of all, let me be the first to congratulate me. you. How you going <laughs> to say to yourself, let me be the first to tell you. Let me be the first to tell Ooh, me. Like, Before y'all get started. Hilarious. You know Dude, that's hilarious. Also, the fact that he's playing the Spurs tonight, so he's just letting them know he's about to go off. He's definitely. Right. I mean, like, 18, 18 points. What's the... I mean... If he could he could he could accidentally get eighteen points. You know what I mean? Like that's that's nothing, especially like, on this squad. That's hilarious. I mean, dude, they got. Did you see him get hundred and fifty put on them, man? Yeah. One forty eight to like one twenty seven or some shit. How do you get hundred and twenty points and you still lose, nigga? Do you try to stop anybody? No. What the <laughs> fuck is happening, bro? These niggas. Listen, when I saw it. Usually I'd be a mad ass nigga like what the f-, you know I just laugh like this is a this is a joke of a fucking season. I mean, but but wouldn't you have expected a team with with Russ and PG and Melo to be able to hang 150 on somebody sometime this season? Not, not these, but team, out of all right? people, yeah. why, out, of, out of all people, yeah. why got the Cavs are going to be the ones that allow them? Do you, you do Cavs supposed to be playing for a fucking championship or really playing for second place? So that's what everybody's playing for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you playing for second place. And these niggas, what, they about 500 right now? Right. Okay, see is? And they put 150 on you? Fuck out of here, man. You know, fuck out of here. But they say the issue is, you know, that, that defensively it's a struggle because, you know, Isaiah has not picked up the scheme shit. You know what I mean? And in his rotation, he's just not a good defender. He's not a good defender. Like, but, yeah, but I was neither about to say, was Kyrie, I don't know about all that. I think we might not. I was neither like, was I was about to say, I think they bury in the lead. 
neither was Kyrie. You know what I mean? But like, it's, it's, it's but like, I mean, you're, but, but, you but, but there's you're a not difference. even getting in there's front of certain people if you're not in yeah, the right there's, rotate, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a difference between a 6'3 dude putting his hand in your face and, and a, a five, fucking 5'9 yeah. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah very much so. I can shoot very up much Isaiah. So. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like I, I loved when a 5'9 nigga stepped up and guarded me. Thank God it was a gift, you know what I mean? But yeah, 6'3 nigga, even if, I mean, the people he was guarding were probably around his height. So he has he has more height, so he's, he doesn't have to, like, you know, be as good on defense. He, you know, he could, you know, get his hand in front of this people's is- faces. This is the this is the time of year in the new NBA where <laughs> I call it the new NBA where you just look around, you look at what's going on, you like you look at the score 148 124. You see ABA that it's score. OKC That's versus the Cavs. ABA score, bro. <laughs> then you see then you see that the Harlem Thunder are 26 20 and the Cavs are 27 18 and you're like oh, this is the part of the year where you're watching basketball and you're just like what is everybody doing? What are you? What do you guys want? Because you're gonna lose. But have you given up? Dog, I feel <laughs> is everybody like, okay? It's a, it's the, the basketball to me. Like right now, is the best soap opera on earth, man. It's like yes, it's, exactly. It's, it's like you know, what I mean, like even like with like you know Westbrook, his personality and the way he dresses. That's a part of it. It's all a part of it. You know what I mean? Like all the nothing's more memeable. And working in like. Working in um, like you know media and shit like that, and the media with a media company, you see like the numbers certain athletes do now, like mentioning their name. You know what I mean? Like when I drop football videos and shit, nobody give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like unless it's I like Jalen Ramsey, the NFL, but like the, the NFL, NFL shit, yeah, no, that shit dead. Man. The NFL had the worst year it's ever had. The the NFL has like the worst like PR year that it's ever had, and the best, the best they could do for the season finale was the Eagles versus the Pets. You got to feel I mean, like, you got to, you got to. You said the dick ball? Yeah. <laughs> fucking, uh, some fucking Nick Foles. Like, like people yeah. are really talking themselves and then Nick Foles outgunning uh, Nick Foles, Tom yeah, Brady, yeah. bro. Like, Why? The three of us, like, the three of us all year, me and other people I've been talking to, you guys, like, about how the NFL's problem is that the product sucks. Like, yeah. Yeah. the it's product sucks. Right. And to me, there's no bigger karma or no bigger like red flag of how much the product sucks than the fact that you're here at the end of the season and the Super Bowl is the Eagles versus the Pats. Dog and like the dude, like like even this is this is the thing about the even Pats the inspirational Eagles story. Ooh, yeah, fuck all that, man. <laughs> They're still the Eagles. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like the the thing was like the, even when Jacksonville was up ten, did anybody <laughs> believe they were going to we win? Knew. You knew Blake's Blake Bortles was gonna Blake Bortles at, at some point. You knew that you knew the Bortles was gonna come out and be himself. You know what I mean? Like he, he's not gonna put four four quarters of that shit together. You know what I'm saying? In a championship game, it's not gonna happen, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he had a great first half. You know when they kind of fucked up on def- at the end with those penalties and allowed the pass to score. I'm like, okay, it was fun. It's over. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that was that was right before the second half, second 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 half began. You know what I mean? And when they were only up ten, I'm like, yo, I said they need a whole touchdown to win. If they don't score, yeah. all, they not. I don't. I'm not talking about a field goal. I'm not. No, nigga. Yo, you yeah. Need all you need, not just six you points. Need that you need all in points. You need six points and the fucking extra point. You need all seven of the points to win this motherfucker. Then I'll be might get comfortable. And I mean, Tom Brady, the ball's in his hands. Last, you know, you know few minutes left 
It's a wrap. You can cancel that shit, man. We all knew what was going to happen. That's not fun to watch. That's not fun to watch, man. I was watching because Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? And it was kind of funny when they showed him crying. They put the R&B song behind They dropped the R&B song behind it, that video. Did y'all see that shit? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? That, uh, that uh, Mary J song up under him, cry- the video of him crying. But yeah, man, like, fuck that shit, man. Like, I don't even like I'm- NFL that much. I don't have no team, and I still don't fuck with the Eagles, bro. That's what I'm just saying. Like, like you know, from a PR standpoint, like, that's your best. Like, especially coming off a year after, like, here's the thing that I always find as someone who's been watching the Super Bowls for as long as I can remember. Whenever you have a year like we had last year where, like, one team shits the bed so bad. Oh, God. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? Oh. The next year has to be something inspirational. Like, people need it to be, like... Some like you know eighteen and one type shit. Like nope, they need the to Pats see are some back. Shit. But <laughs> the Eagles have never been a team that I would allow that narrative. That's why I was saying the niggas in Atlanta. Like last year when everybody was like, "Oh, Atlanta, this Atlanta, that." I was like, "Yo," uh, I was like, "I am no by no means a sports analyst, but I've watched enough football in my lifetime to know that." Atlanta loves to sell us a story that they cannot finish. <laughs> you niggas have ever finished. You niggas never finished. It looks like and the whole state like, of Georgia now because the way yeah. fucking Georgia Bulldogs fucking fucked up and lost that game. You know what I mean? Y'all don't finish. So yeah. I knew when that happened in the Super Bowl last year, I was like, I knew you motherfuckers going to do something. And <laughs> it's the same thing with the Eagles now. I feel like you selling me the same story. You Ain't trying nobody, to tell nobody me. nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. Only, right. only <laughs> delusional Eagle fans. I think most normal human beings, if you're an Eagles fan, you're not going to believe that shit. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, if, if, if you tell me the Eagles are going to be the Pats, you're either an Eagles fan or, or a Pats hater. Like, <laughs> the only, I don't see any rational explanation. The only reason Jacksonville looked like they could win is because Blake Bortles did shit that he doesn't do. And Jacksonville's right. defense is fucking violent, bro. They're mean yeah. as fuck. And also because there's a, there's a, I mean, it's Tom Brady. So there's, there's a, uh, there's a little bit of a mentality around that. Like if you going to play, like you going to play, if you going to play, you know, hoops with the, with the dude who's like the star basketball star at your school, you know, you're going to lose, but you're not trying to look like the idiot. Or you just going to give you know what I mean? everything you, you have. Like, you're going to put more up. Yeah, yeah. Like if I'm going to take a chance, today's the day. Like uh, yeah, if I'm going to yeah. do something fly, today would be the day to try to do it. Because that's the only time anybody going to see it. So to me, that's how I feel like when, when teams play the Pats. It's kind of like, I just don't want to look like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I think yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened. They got up. Then he got kind of anxious. His nuts crawled in mean, his fucking ass. And he fought it also, him out. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's... he's, he's the little, the little gold lining... The little gold lining to me is that the Pats organization is in turmoil right now. So as I see it, this probably be the last year they pull this shit off. You think so? Close. Yeah, What's like change? I mean, been, What's you read the stories. Have you read the stories about how Bill and Tom Brady are not fucking with each other anymore? I like, it was, I thought it was Bob Kraft that they weren't fucking with. Or is, is, no, or there's, is beef, there's, beef, there's beef between all three. Yeah, I mean, if they so, keep, that, you think they're gonna break that up over some beef? Come on, man. Fuck yeah, they already got six rings together. They, I mean, at this point, you know how white men are. God if you've learned anything from white men this year, <laughs> is that they will blow anything up if they don't fuck with it. <laughs> If they blew the whole country up. Listen, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They, they could have won $7 million, $30 million. They could have been billionaires together. Yeah. If they don't fuck with each other, what? whenever a white man, like, white man petty is the deepest petty that there is. 
Tell me I'm lying. White man petty is the deepest petty you that there is. Crazy. They will cut off. They will not only cut off their nose to spite their face. They will literally shove something in the nose to keep it from working. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I heard that there was beef in that organization. I was like, oh, this end is going to be oh, fantastic. <laughs> this about to be delicious. <laughs> I'm like, it might take two seasons, but this going to be ugly as hell. Because hey, Bill Belichick is a petty little. Both All three of those men are like on their own petty little children who love getting their own way and act very badly when they don't. When have any of three of those dudes ever been like, I'm going to take the high road. You ever seen Bill Belichick take the high road? You ever seen Bill Tom Belichick Brady take the high road? Anything outside of just like I, Bill like, Belichick's idea of the high road is I'm going to show up in my flip flops and not talk to you. Right? <laughs> Dude, I, my, I had a, Darren, you know, our homie Darren, like uh, he, um, he, he, he's working with a company that's doing some shit with Tom Brady. And so he was watching the game, and he's this the first time he'd watched, I think, a football game, honestly. I mean, he, he doesn't give a fuck about football. So um, anyway, he was watching the game, and he hits me up. He hits, like, the group chat up. He's like, yo, this is after they scored and went up. Uh, the, the Patriots scored and went up. He said, is something wrong with Bill Belichick? He said, is something wrong with that guy? They scored it. He didn't even make any. No, there was no emotion. I'm like, he's a mad scientist, bro. He's too smart to show emotion. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like you know, people are just too so so smart. Like, and also one thing too is like he's he been through everything. You know what I'm saying? With what happened last year, with what happened with the against the, the Seahawks, like he doesn't. You know, like he's seen he's seen a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like nothing really. What what's gonna move you at that point? He's, he, he, he's just doing it now to just rub his dick in everybody's faces. You know what I mean? Because there's really nothing else he has to do, like to, to gain from to continuing to do this. Like, do you think he, dude, when they gave him the championship, uh, did you see his face when they gave him the uh, championship trophy? He looked at it like it would, they, they handed him a fucking, uh, 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 like a handful of shit. He was like, what the fuck I want to do with this? We're playing for Super Bowls, bitch. Keep this whole ass shit. Like, he looked at it like it was disgusting, like he was beneath them. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's, 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 on, a, he's on a different level. You know what I mean? Other, I mean, he's other a type sociopath. Of nigga. Oh, no question. <laughs> like, to be that like good at anything, you almost emotions. have to be, though. My, you know, yeah. I, I feel. You, you gotta, and he has no emotions. Like, yeah, he is, like. You can't be good at being human and be great at something else. Like, it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jordan. It's. it's- you know, yeah, like, you can't be good at being human in a pr- pr- profession where you have to be better than other humans. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. usually how it works. Yeah, it doesn't really work like that. And I do, I mean, you do, even in our jobs, the people that really skyrocket up, they're not the people that people like love and find endearing. They're the people that people like smile to and then behind their back, like, fuck this nigga, man. You know what whenever, I mean? Like, but like, whenever. Dude, Go ahead, you say what? Whenever people say that, I'm always like, that's because y'all not black women. But then I also remember that as a black <laughs> woman, I mean, black women are exceptional human beings that are great at everything. Like, oh, no, seriously. But at the same time, like, I also remember that that's because we, uh, people automatically think that we're mean. So we, we, we start from there. We start from people think we mean. I so think the thing. You have to be nice. Like, the people that I know are the greatest at being people are a minority in some way. You know yeah. what I mean? And you're a, you're black and a woman. You know what I mean? So, dude, you understand shit that I will never understand and that many people will never understand. You know what I mean? Because what privilege do you have? But it's also you know empathy. When you, yes, when you, yes. 
you when you go when you look up at the world, empathy is not that hard. Well, shouldn't be. I, I'm not gonna say it is because not every black woman is empathetic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like, but I'm saying like your perspective. Everything is happening above you. So when you look up and you see how other niggas, even if you're doing it with like a disdain, you have an innate ability to see things in other people's shoes because yeah. you usually have to get another nigga's shoes to get something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I want something, I got to act like a white woman or I got to act like, a, you know, I got to do all these things yeah, as like a woman. You gotta I got to switch in a certain way. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, empathy comes very easy for me because I'm like, I'm always, I always have to be aware of everybody else. I always have right. to be aware of what's right. going like, on. Like, like, you know, going through some shit and being oppressed, that lends to emotional intelligence and right. emotional intelligence lends to cognitive and, you know, um, um, perspective intelligence because, like, you learn to view shit from a other lens. You develop a sense mm -hmm. of perspective and, you, you know, you develop, like, a sense of, of introspect and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So definitely, like, going through some shit will, if, if, if you're smart enough to learn something from it, mm -hmm. it will make you a smarter person mm -hmm. overall. Right. But then think about it in that same way. When you're at the top, when you're a white, cis, straight, rich man. Right. You ain't going to do shit, basically. You Why have can't to you basically... do it like I did it? Not understanding. You have to fake empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empathy actually brings you down. So you can't make it anywhere unless you stop seeing other people. That's why I always find it funny. Um you know, something that people always say that I think people think is nice, but is not really nice. People always say, like, you have to see the misery. Sometimes you need to see others' misery to really understand why you should be grateful for what you have. And I'm like, I've never had to see someone doing worse than me to feel grateful no, about who I am. No, right. No, like, no, that actually no, doesn't make me feel better never. about who I am. No, It makes no. me feel like we live in a world, why should I be able to feel this way and you can't? What I mean, what, how, when I see you know, shit like that, like when I see somebody like struggling like that, it doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel like, holy shit, that's really fucked up. That shouldn't be going right. on. Right. You know what I mean? And it's I, not like, oh, yay, I'm so thankful for the shit I have. It's not, it, right. it's like, I'm not. And like, it's always yeah. people of privilege that talk like that. It's yeah. always people of privilege, or really always white people when they see poor people being like, man, I saw this hungry person and now it makes me think about the fact that I have food in my house. And I'm like, yeah. that's crazy. You don't I think mean, about that. Like, like the <laughs> saying, you know, like, you know, there's there's you know, there's kids in Africa that would love to yeah. have that dish. You know what I mean? Like, like right. that's some bullshit, man. Like, why why you know what I'm saying? Like, why why do we why do we go to that? You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Right. And also, it didn't work. Remember, no. your mother would be like, no. "There's kids in Africa that don't have this." And you like, well, send them these nasty ass greens yeah. then. Like, yeah, I don't these, want these, fucking, <laughs> these fucking canned ass glory greens. You keep all this Let dry ass broccoli. shit. I'm throwing up. I'm used to good food, <laughs> motherfucker. You know. But I mean, it, also that's some bullshit too. Like, that's one thing that trips me off about. Like, trips me out. One thing that trips me out is like black people and how we have, like, our, our relationship with Africa Africans and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like. That's, that was pushing a, a shitty ass perception, dude. Some of the richest, some of the people, like I, I have a, I have a homegirl who had, who their dad built a house around a tree, bro. Like they have a tree growing, a big ass tree growing in the middle of the house. Their dad's a, a, like a, a contractor, and so like he owns like an engineering business. So they have a, they, dude, their, their house is like some out of cribs. You know what I mean? Like the, my home, the people that I follow, like that are like a lot of them that are Africans or whatever. Like they're traveling the world crazy. Like they're very well to do. So it's just such mm -hmm. a weird thing, you know, like I was looking at property in Ghana and I'm like, you can get so much for so little. There's people, there's the people that are living very, very well. And like, I think it's, I think it's Accra, 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 Ghana, like, but it's just such, so, such bullshit. And also like, you know, being like, having like, talking about African friends, talking about how like, 
The niggas that talk the worst about them were niggas. They talk hella shit. I know it's because, like, a lot of shit was going on, you know, outside of just, you know, their relationship with the people they saw. But, like, you know, like, always, like, you know, African booty scratchers. You know, I didn't really hear why people were saying well, that my shit. Nigga, you know what I mean? I mean, they had to make sure we didn't want to go back. <laughs> they brought us here. <laughs> they brought us here against our will. They had to make sure we didn't want to go back. And lying about, and lying about how motherfuckers existed. Like, when I, when I went back to visit, I was like... Like, damn, this is beautiful. And, you know, I mean, I saw poverty at levels that I've never seen before. That's 100. You know what I mean? But, a lot, I mean, also, but I know a lot of people that are doing really well. So, it's just like anywhere else. With the, you know, there's 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 have and there yeah. have nots. We, we thought motherfuckers were still hunting. Hunting, you know what I'm saying? With fucking spears, you know, wrestling lions to get food. You know what I mean? Like, it was That's bullshit, what I'm saying. man. You but, have to tell. They had to make sure we didn't want to go back. You know what I'm saying? They told a lie so, like, about what it actually was. It's like how they lie about third world countries now. You know what I mean? They lie to you about that shit all the time because they don't want you going over there thinking like, wow. They want you always when you... At the, the, the number one marketing scheme of America is wherever you go... America's better. Amer- spread the America pollen. America's yeah. like that flower that has like all the shit and the bees come and then they get covered in there. Like everything that touches it, people, whatever touches it, gets pollen all over it. That's what America is. It's just like, just send the spores. So that's why everywhere we go, you know, Americans expect American things. And because Amer- that's colonialism. That's what yeah, it is. Man. So you have to. you have to make sure that when people live here, they see everywhere outside of here as worse than. Think about like what kind of cognitive distance it takes for us as Americans to think that countries that have free health care are worse off than us. <laughs> That's yeah. absurd. Right. That's so arrogant. You know what I mean? They like how you about problems with Canada. They right, like, right. Yeah, they all have a universal health care. But you know, it takes mad long to see a doctor and and you know, and you gotta blow. And I'm like, nigga, it takes it, it doesn't take mad long to see a doctor in America. Yeah. Go to go to the fucking go to go be in New York. Go to the, go to the go fucking to the emergency room. Right, nigga, you shit, you might die in that bitch. I'm like every single every single American show has a joke about how when you get to the ER, your number is one million, one thousand, whatever, yeah. and the ER and the shit is at three. And I'm like, but somehow when it ta- comes to practical policy making. You know, we're all like, well, you know, they have free healthcare, but them niggas got to wait at the hospital. Nigga, I'll wait if it's free. Right, 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 right. right. Anyway, I'll but yeah. 400, I'll you know? So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, man. The, that's that. I think I might move to, I think, I think I might move to, to fucking Ghana when it's all over, man. Give me, give me Do a, it, get, get my, get my bag. You said what? Let me tell you something. As somebody that goes to Haiti regularly, yeah. more, more than niggas need to go to HBCUs. Fuck that. Fuck all that. Send your kids to a country where they see people that look like them. Yeah. Because I, 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 I'm I, sure you've had this experience. I mean, shit, I feel that way when I get into Atlanta sometimes. It's like, Atlanta's beautiful. There's damn, nothing. Blacker than nothing, a bitch. Yeah. Nothing changes you. I'm going tomorrow and I'm already like, my fingers are tingling. Like, there's <laughs> nothing. To me, nothing moves black kids more than seeing mad fucking black people. Yeah. And I think that's the glory of going to any country in Africa yeah. or any country in the Caribbean. Going there and just as an American black kid, seeing niggas that fucking look like you, that dress like you, that like Jordans. You know what I mean? We have the internet. Like yeah. all this all this shit, these niggas is popping on Facebook. Like so and seeing that and 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 being like I don't even think you it really even registers to you how differently you breathe when you are Dude, when you look when you're, when you're not a minority. 
the, the most life-changing experience I ever had was in Africa. And it was because, like, holy shit, I'm not a minority. And what tripped me out, and then seeing how things change, like the my homie, my, my homie John, I'm, I'm still cool with him and the people that I met in Africa, or that, that I, and the person I went with Africa too, but like one of my homies I met there is John. He was the only white dude that was riding with us from the airport to like Savo, which was the, the, the bush or whatever, where we were staying at. Only white dude. The, the driver was black. I, my homie was, mother homie that I came with was black. His partner is Persian. He was the only white dude. Mm-hmm. So, like, motherfuckers were trying to sell us shit, you know what I'm saying, as, you know, as we were, you know, stopping in certain areas and things like that, like, when we stopped because of traffic. And this fucking, this fucking Kenyan dude looks, at, we was, like, coming out of Mombasa, looks at John in his face and goes, what? And he said it as if, like, like, the, like it tastes bad coming out of his fucking mouth. <laughs> and seeing John's face, when he realized, and that doesn't... I realized I was a minority in that moment, and he realized he was. And seeing the faces change, like, and my homie, his homie, his best friend, they're like brothers that was Persian. He was like, holy shit. (laughs) 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 And it was just funny as hell. But, yeah, going to a place where you are not a minority is a life-changing experience, and I think everybody should experience that regardless of who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even like when I like it's so, it's so crazy when I land in Haiti the just the experience of seeing that many black people like there's just the experience of having every single person in the airport be black that, like that every me person out. they me talking the fuck shit out. to you like like like, like the lady the customs officer dude, is a nigga right I was I was I was filling out the the paperwork you know what I'm saying and the, and the, and the, and the lady that was helping me she was giving me all types of shit I'm like you a nigga like a motherfucker you know what I mean and I and I loved it. I love that, you know, like, because, you know, at the like, airport, it's all serious at here, and you know, it's just like a, a really serious interaction, but, like, she was a nigga like him. I'm like, yo, man, this is what's up. Like, everybody there was super, like, playful, give you a hard time and shit. I think that's more the Kenyan Kenyan culture. Like, Kenyans, to me, remind me of, like, Rastafari. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, like, you know, you see a lot of them dreaded out, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they their demeanor is, like, you know... You know, Caribbean to me. You know what I mean? Like really, yeah. really jovial, playful, I mean, fun people. Very kind. You know what I mean? Congolese the most people serious were serious black as fuck. I know are Nigerians. <laughs> Niger- but, but Congo, I think uh, Nigerians are super serious. Nigerians, nobody loves themselves more than Nigerians. I don't think anybody no, on no earth. One. Nobody. nobody and, on and, and then the thing too is, like, I love when Nigerians tell me stories. They, they, they <laughs> you can, you can talk about. They can talk about fucking Christmas rapping you know present rapping and that she should be interesting and they probably threw a whole bunch of bullshit in that story but fuck it if it's true i don't give a fuck this story you just told me was way more interesting you know what i mean but like congolese people to me they were like super it was odd because they were very serious very serious you know what i mean and uh they and it kind of remind me like when people are talking about basketball in, in 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 barbershops well, you look. Mm-hmm. You, if you are seeing it from the outside, looking into that barbershop, you might think them niggas is about to fight. But all of a sudden, right. they bust in the laughter, and you're like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? And like the people that I know are, that, that I've met that are like the Haitians I've met have been very mm-hmm. serious too, but very jovial as well. We're like, the you Haitians? know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Haitians, the, my Haitian friends. Oh yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. Haitians are. That's what we do. Haitians are like insanely, insanely cynical and sarcastic. Yeah. So it lends to. A seriousness that is always humorous. Like my when I go to Haiti, I never 
no matter how crazy the news is, it's always delivered with jokes. Like there's always a space to say something to kind of like mediate the emotions. And I always find that that's like my favorite thing about being Haitian. I'm like, a, a Haitian, you could tell a Haitian anything, really. Like, I mean, dude, has, you know, has, any has, has, Haiti, day. <laughs> has anybody, has any place on earth been through more than Haiti? No. Very, I, I, I don't know if I could say there's one. And so like, I feel like, dude, like the, y'all are the strongest people possibly on earth. Y'all have, dude, yeah. fucking earth has turned on y'all at times. You know what I mean? It seemed like God. And then, like, people are stealing money from y'all and shit like that. Using it, like, making money off the back of y'all's, you know, uh, tragedies. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and And you still, you know, stand tall. Like, proud as fuck. You know what I mean? And I think that's beautiful. But I think that also, you know, allows y'all to be strong as hell. Where you can say, tell a Haitian anything. And they'll be like. And they'll find a way to make that motherfucker funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just crazy. But anyway, man. I'll show you what I'm up And it's not the beginning of something unwritten It feels like we're living too fast to fall asleep Take a little hit of this girl I will show you the world you deny And I promise This could be everything you needed This could be everything you dreamed of at night won't waste a minute of time that we're living I won't waste a day less I'm wasting my days with you I won't waste a day less I'm wasting my days with you I won't waste away less I'm wasting away with you Yeah Yeah
what you want to talk about, Dre? So what? So what I mean, I just wanted to feel? leave on a lighter note. Okay, how do you? How do you feel? How do you feel? I mean, I just want to say that this is my favorite kind of Drake, and <laughs> all I want is the kind of Drake that talks about burying niggas. And <laughs> that, well, that was that was diplomatic community, right? That's when he would he yeah. kind of just run up. Went I love like, any anytime Drake about himself. Pretends, anytime Drake pretends that his last name is Gotti, it's like my favorite <laughs> because that's how I feel about the mafia. I'm like, if it wasn't for black people, who would give a shit about the mafia? So, who cares? Like, <laughs> did you fuck we with it? We make y'all relevant. <laughs> did you fuck with it, Tyler? Yeah. What do you think about God? Like, I, I love rapidly rap rap Drake. Rapidly yeah. rap Drake. Yeah, I like rapidly, but but you know, Drake is a Drake is a smart motherfucker. He knows rapidly rap doesn't sell. He's gonna make that Carnival Cruise line. <laughs> <laughs> reggae, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it's time to, when it's time to move the units. You don't think he's units, bought so. enough clout? I feel like he's. I feel like he's right at that point you know kind of like rihanna did like I, I, the other day i just posted on ig i was like is anybody thinking about rihanna's next album fam because based on what she left us with and what she's been doing with her life where our eyes are gonna melt out of our ears at whatever she does next fam like where does rihanna have to go from this and i feel like drake if he's smart ha- and i and i believe he's very, very smart, smart. Like, he's a business he's at that point he's smart, where he, he has bought, smart people around him too you know right I mean? he's bought enough clout he's bought enough clout to me to be rapidly rap drake i, I think like yeah. yeah i i think like if he if he's seeing the culture for what it really loves from him this is his like he can kind of settle into his jay-z lane now like do pop when you want. Give the niggas rapidly rap. Make sure you give them equal measures of both so that they are always happy. But to me, after views and after all of that, I'm like, there's no way we're not going to get more rapidly rap Drake this year. Like, And I think he enjoys it. I think he loves that shit, honestly. I really think he enjoys making that shit more than he does all the other dancing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't... I, I, don't, I love both joints. They're both very fucking different. Did you see the white boy was talking about he stole from him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that shit sounded like like you mad at, at Drake for ripping off your Drake ripoff. Right? Dude, dude, <laughs> dude, you, dude, he he made a song that he made a he made a Drakey ass song and then claimed Drake was biting him, was Drake was sounding like himself. You know what I mean? That's what the fuck you that's what you tripping off of. Like, so you bit the fuck out of him. Now you saying he stole my melody when you stole his style. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy yeah. as fuck. That's so weird how people will do that shit. But I thought it was funny as fuck. I'm like, this nigga crazy as hell. That's what happens <laughs> when you sell a fake lean in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. You get kids being like, how you gonna, how you gonna steal from me when I was paying homage to you, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy as fuck, man. Anyway, yeah, so I think we good, man. Yeah, we good. Yeah. We, 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 we Gucci. Always, and, we, and we gotta get up. We gotta get up. Yeah, my nigga, I'm I, here. I, I, need, I, mean, I need to get I'm out of the Atlanta. house. I need to get out the house. You know what I mean? I've, nigga, I've, I've been telling you, I'm, you I'm literally you, yeah. right here. Cool, we cool. can literally go watch a basketball game. Cool. cool we don't cool. got to funky. Well, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. cool. 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 Nice hearing from you guys. Guys, have a good night. It's always, always good talking always. to you, man. Always a pleasure. All right, take care. <laughs> Bye, guys.
diamonds round my neck like what my neck worth. Yeah. Bitches bust down. My wrist is bust down. It's bust down. Gotta get my Apple Watch bust down. It's bust down. Yeah. The bitch got the bust down. She bust down. I don't get too fussed now. No fuss now. No. Cop the bag, bitch. Yeah, spend that money, make it right back, bitch. <laughs> Big baller, yeah, that's a habit. An expensive fucking fabric. <laughs> Stay sussing on you, that's a habit. <laughs> if I like it, cop it, I'm a habit. <laughs> yeah, steady cause a habit. Man, money, boy, you's a savage. Mama raised a motherfucking savage. Ooh, the streets raised a motherfucking savage. And the industry made me a brand new savage. Yeah. I just got a new Porsche. Rocket got a Rory, that's a new horse. Smoke a pussy nigga like a new port. Yeah. Hey, yeah, what's your network? Now, no fuss, now, now. This is how you live, where you poppin'. Probably know you suckers had no option. Fuckin' on that motherfuckin' daddy. That's a motherfuckin' nobody. Just saucing and boiling, I'm just fooling, I'm all in. I got big racks, I like to spin. Yeah, whoa. I just got a new Porsche. Rocket got a Rory, that's a new horse. Smoke a pussy nigga like a new Porsche.